Thank you for listening to a River Life Fellowship podcast. We're a church family in North Carolina with a vision for people to experience the grace of Jesus, be filled with the Father's love, and to release the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's this week's message from Chapel Hill. So today is kind of cool. I think it's cool. I am going to talk about the good news, the gospel, the good news. And I have been stirred up because I've been reading through the Bible beginning to, you know, we're doing that one year Bible thing, but I'm not doing it like to get through it. I'm really doing it because I just want to be immersed in the word over and over. And I just want, I know that the Lord is, is giving us something new, but in the cool thing of what I've been reading recently is I'm seeing the whole story of God's intent and his good news for his people the whole overarching story. And if we can grab hold of that, and we'll, we're never too old to be reminded of the story, of the good news of the gospel, okay? And one of the things I've loved recently is I always love to dive into the characteristics of who God is. Do you ever just want to sit on seeing, God, who are you? Who is it that you really are, and who are you to me? And so if you look in Exodus 34, 6, there's a description of what God is like. It says, And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, O God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth. It keeps going. Does it, does it, it ends right there? Okay, yeah, well, that's all that I put on there. The, what I was wanting to talk about is it's, it says he's compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, overflowing with loyal love, hesed. That's that same, the loving kindness. I've talked, I've preached on hesed, his hesed love, his loyal love, his attachment love for us, and his faithfulness. He's a promise-keeping God. That's just the truth of who he is. He's loyal, his, he is loyal, and he's motivated by his love and his deep care, for, and he's very generous. This is who our God is. And God has a heart to bring forth his promise, and he had a promise to Abraham that he was going to bless the nations through his family, through his descendants. And you are a descendant of Abraham. We all are. And he, that was God's heart. And he, is, he had a plan from the start on how to fulfill it. And um, God, you know, the thing is, is when you read the Old Testament, you look and you're like, wow, that's rough. Right? You see, and you see, but you see this story of a God who is slow to anger and gracious and rich in love. But sometimes you think, you think, what in the world is going on? And, but you see this also, this story of God giving rules and the law, right? And then you see people constantly rebelling against it. And then he reminds them of the truth of who he is and his laws, and then they're constantly rebelling against it. But the cool thing was is that God had a plan 
all before it all in the man, his son, Jesus, to come and fulfill the law and to reconcile us back and his heart for family, his heart for sons and daughters who know who he really is and live in that right relationship with him. God sent his son, Jesus. He came to that that Hesed love is like this attachment love. He came to bind himself to us in the person of Jesus. That's what he's done. He came with his attachment, Hesed love, to bind us to him through the person of Jesus. And through him, we can all encounter, encounter true, loyal, and faith, loyal love and faithfulness. His life death and resurrection opened up a new future for all of us, all of his creation. That's what's so awesome. And you know, you hear people talk about God's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. And it's true, but he's been doing it since the beginning. This, he, he has always had in his heart that we would all experience new life as new creations in him because of what Jesus did. And so we get the privilege and the, the honor of just, just being able to learn what that looks like to live this life out as a new creation in Christ, in Jesus. He's done the heavy lifting. He's done all the heavy lifting. We get to just walk into and to believe. Believe he is who he said he is and receive it. He did this because this is who he is. He's generous. He's loving. He's loyal to his promises. Remember his promise to Abraham said that I will bless, I want to bless the nations through you, through your family. That's just, and he, he has stayed steady, will never change. When we encounter his love and grace and mercy, we are transformed. There's two things from this past weekend that really stuck out that um, was Michael had that word that was talking about the Lord is the Alpha and the Omega. Do you remember that? He was saying he's the Alpha and the Omega, beginning and the end, and he's just as committed to the process and the finishing of what he started in us as he is the beginning. He's the Alpha, but he's also the Omega. And one of the things, the cries of my heart is, Lord, let finish what you've started in me, that I might finish well with you. You know, there's plenty of times in the scripture it even says, don't grow weary in doing good. For the time will come when you'll reap the harvest. Well, the Lord is the one. He is the alpha. He's also the omega. He's the one that is so committed, his covenant toward us. He's committed to bringing forth the promises. That promise to Abraham, he's been committed all the time. Of bringing that forth. His son was the one that was coming to fulfill what the law, what we couldn't do in and of ourselves. The law, okay, when you read the Old Testament and you see the law, it served a purpose. It was like that teacher that was saying, this is not the way. This is the right way. No, yes. No, yes. It was the teacher, okay, 
But how, if you read through, you will notice nobody could do it. Right? And there was constant rebellion because there was one perfect one that he had sent to fulfill the law, and his name's Jesus. And then what Jesus said is, now, after his resurrection, it says he, that he says, it's better that I go, okay? Because I'm sending the helper, the Holy Spirit, who's going to live this thing out in and through you. This is what the grace of God looks like. Because the thing is, is that if you look at the law, it served to show what, what was right and what sin is. It showed us all that we have sin in our lives and that we're in need of a Savior, right? But it does not give you the power to live it out. The law doesn't give you the power, because you can be like, okay, well, we can't just throw all the laws, the, the rules out. You can't just throw what's the truth out. Yes, but you have to recognize that it will not give you the power to live it out. It's only by the Spirit of God and the grace of God. The grace of God comes and empowers it. It gives us what we can't have in and of ourselves. And so when you try to get the do-betters, and you decide you're going to do it on your own, you're going to fail every single time. Because it's only by the Holy Spirit, it's only by accepting what Jesus did on the cross and receiving His Spirit in you that you even are able to walk in this freedom. But that's the good news. It's not about you. I mean, it is because he loves us and he died for us. But it's not about you being able to do this. If it was, then what Jesus did on the cross, what was it for? If we could do it of ourselves, what was the cross for? And what my, the cry of my heart is would just that when we see the cross, we see what Jesus did for us, we would be in that place of, Lord, I believe Now come, live that life through me. Give me your grace. Allow me to have grace with others. Not to forget where I came from. Right? Don't forget where you came from. And that's Galatians for you. Okay? That's where I was really drawn was into Galatians this week. I have been for a while, but... um, Before I get there, I just want to say one more thing from this past weekend that came out that I really felt like was the Lord. Hold on, just let me take a deep breath. Can you give me that water bottle for a second? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Psalm 111.10 It says, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, and all who do his commandments will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. We were talking about that this weekend, and I was realizing, you know, the fear of the Lord, the awe of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because it starts with who he is, not with who, what we can do. It starts with, what does he say? How does he see things? That's the beginning of wisdom. When we get into trying to 
figure things out ourselves, that's where we can get off. When we try, there's so much bombardment of opinions, and this is how you live a successful life, and this is how you do great things, which I'm all for. But if it doesn't begin with the Lord, believe me, it's going to lead to death, even if it's a good principle. Even if it's like, well, it's true. Yes, it's true, but what's it empowered by? Is it empowered by me or is it empowered by the Holy Spirit? Is it empowered by it's something God's speaking to me that's bringing forth life? Or is it something that some person is telling me and it's bringing death? Does that make sense? And that's where, that is, that is where you have to be careful with Instagram and all that. Because good grief, you can be bombarded with all the self-help things. And I mean, look, I love brain doctors. I love people that just, so I'm, you know, I study things. I love that. But I also recognize there's a supernatural part of my living with the Lord that I cannot deny. And sometimes all the stuff that somebody else told me to do don't work. Because God isn't doing it in and through me. Or I don't have the grace for that right now. Or that's not where I'm at. And that's not the Holy Spirit speaking to me. That's just somebody that has an idea which may be working for them right now. But it's not working for me because it's not God for me in the moment. So when we learn through the law given to Israel was that what we learn was that humanity continued to fall short and rebel and not obey. That's who we are apart from Jesus, who came to fulfill the law, and then through his death and resurrection, he said, Now, I'm going away, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit. (laughs) That's the good news. To come give you a new heart and live this life through you. The fear of the Lord, that awe and that adoration of God births this living understanding as we stay teachable and not thinking that we do that what we do is what makes us righteous or in right standing but by the grace of God and his spirit living in us and through us to help us you know all the laws are they're summed up in love your neighbor love God And love your neighbor. They really are. If you look at them, love God, put him first, right? And then love your neighbor. And that honestly is impossible without the Lord. It seems easy, but try it without the Lord on your your own. Try it when you're having hard times with your neighbor and you try to love them. Your own self does not want to do that, right? Your own self wants to prove them wrong and tell them what you're going to tell them, get them told. That's your own self, right? But it is possible. We can't do this without him. It is possible through Jesus because that's what he did. If you study the life, if you read the life of Jesus, He was that. He came to fulfill that. He came to fulfill that law. 
He loved God. He loved the Father. And he showed us what it looked like to walk in right relationship with the Father and to love our neighbors. Galatians 2.16 says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. So that, that's it right there. Transformation is by grace. We're forgiven and given a place in God's family in right standing with God. And God's purpose to fulfill his promise to Abraham to bless the nations through his offspring, through Jesus, who came to fulfill the law by loving God and loving the neighbors. I mean, that's what he came to do it. That's the good news. That's what's so good news. And that's what is so awesome is we don't have to put things on other people. We just get to point them to Jesus. We get to say, hey, look. All your stuff, yeah, we all got it. But you see, Jesus, he's the way to walk by the Spirit and be able to fulfill those fruits of the Spirit that are in your life. There are fruits of me, and you don't want those. But then there's fruits of the Holy Spirit in you. And let me just tell you, when you get saved, you all know that a lot of you know this. It doesn't just happen. Newsflash. <laughs> There's called cultivation. There's a cultivating that we get to do with the Holy Spirit in our lives that cultivate those fruits of the Spirit in our lives. He desires a multi-ethnic family, sons and daughters. This is so good. Relating to him by faith through grace. Paul in Galatians is encouraging the Galatians to not embrace a different gospel, putting people back under the law but, and making people be circumcised. That's what's going on. Is that Paul's like, wait, 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 hold on. Let's don't go for another gospel here. Let's don't start trying to Judaize everybody. Let's don't try to make people like you. Let's realize God has not, he came, Jesus came to fulfill the law. Let's not put them back up under it. That's what he's saying in Galatians. And one of the things I realize about his multi-ethnic family is the idea of it is a lot easier than the walking out of it sometimes. Can we get an amen? amen? Right? Family is a lot easier <laughs> just in your own house, in theory, than the walking out of it. Right? A lot of people have these high, lofty ideas about what family is when it's fully functioning and, and doing great. Right? But believe me, it's still messy. It's still daily. There's still sickness. There's still agitation. There's still hormones. There's still all that. And none of us are perfect, and we're all cultivating the fruits of the Spirit. 
And we can all remind ourselves that like, look, there's a cultivation of the fruits of the Spirit in our lives, but we want to give each other freedom. And what we want is to lean into the Lord and the Holy Spirit and that realize that it's His heart, it's His promise that He wants to fulfill, it's on His heart that we all be able to walk together and love God and love one another. That's His heart. But he's, it's going to take God to love God and to love one another. It takes him. Don't any of us try to start doing it on our own works. When we start thinking, we want to just say, well, I'm going to do this because I'm great and this is who I am. Oh, Lord Jesus. Mm. We're just going to pray a minute. We're going to say, Lord, have mercy. You know, like I realize that I have to have grace for myself and I have to have grace for other people. And when... I don't have grace for other people. I can probably check because I don't have grace for myself. I'm probably hard on myself just as much as I'm hard on other people. And so I'm needing to look to the Lord like, Lord, where am I trying in my own self-effort here? Where is this that I am trying to walk this life out and pull myself up by the bootstraps and figure it all out on my own? Because if I don't have grace for somebody else, it's probably because I'm not receiving your grace for myself either. And so I can say, Lord, let me get back into the easy button. Let me reset. You know, I'm telling you, this is a ongoing thing. You don't this isn't a, a lifetime of walking this out with Jesus. There are times you have to, our default is to walk in rebellion. Our default is to get into a place where I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to do this in my own strength. And then I have to realize, wait, hold on. Reset is by grace. Reset. Lord, I forgot. Sorry. I got over here in my own strength and realized I got to the end of my rope. So here I am. Remind me that it's by your grace I've been saved. It's by your grace and by your Holy Spirit I am going to love you and love others. Because that's the promise. That's what he wants to do in and through us. The laws are good and they served as a teacher, like I said. And they're summed up by love God and love your neighbor. But they don't give you the power to obey them. The law showed us our sin and our need for a Savior, and Jesus came to fulfill the law on our behalf and to live in and through us by the Spirit. We are new creations, walking in the new life and loving others by the fruit of the Spirit, by grace, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The cool thing is when you study and you really immerse yourself not just study. I say study, and I don't want anybody thinking. Because what I'm saying is I'm in an encounter with the Lord. I want the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I believe we need to be immersed in the Word of God. But the Word of God is there. It's a story to lead us into an encounter with the living God. And we, we look at who He is. We see these fruits of the Spirit. It's all in who He is. We are made in His image. This is all in who he is. And those things get to be cultivated. There's a pruning process that happens. Sometimes it's not fun. 
Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, my mom and dad moved. Oh my gosh, Matthew's out of town. Oh my gosh, all my boys are out of the house and they're not here. And what am I going to do? Who am I going to call on? Oh, yeah, the Lord. The Lord is with me. All my props, all my things that, you know, prop me up sometimes. I love Matthew to pieces. I really do. But I realized this week the Lord was wanting me just to be me and him because there were some things he wanted to get at inside of me. And that's a good place to be. And that's the last scripture I wanted to read, Galatians 6, 1 through 5. You know, you read this scripture, and when I read it, you're going to notice there's two contradiction things. It seems like contradictions, but they're not. It says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So in other words, be careful for pride. That's what that's saying right there. But let one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Does that seem like a count? It said, bear one another's burdens. And then at the end, it says, bear your own load. The cool thing is, is if you look at those words, the load in the two different places, they're two different things. The first one is it when it's saying bear each other's burdens, that's, it's talking about like a boulder. Like a, it's, a, it's as if something that's a heavy load. Something that would be like a boulder. It would be a crushing load. Okay? But at the end where it says each one shall carry his own load, he's talking about like a backpack. Okay? So the things that I have learned through the scripture, I want to read the Passion Translation too real quick. My beloved friends, if you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault... May the one who overflows with the Spirit speak to restore him, win him over with gentle words, which will open his heart to you and will keep you from exalting yourself over him. Love empowers us to fulfill the law. Love. He is love. And he empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one. That's Jesus. As we carry each other's troubles. If you think you are too important to stoop down to help another, you are living in deception. Let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work of God, the work God has given them to do with excellence, and their joy will be in doing what's right and being themselves and not in being affirmed by others. Every believer is ultimately responsible for his or her own conscience. Well, the cool thing is when I studied that and I realized that there's two different words. There's the boulder and the backpack. I just want to give you just a little thing real quick. This is just something that has really helped me, especially in living life with each other, right? The Lord does have us to be together, and he has us to bear one another's burdens. That's crushing loads. When people are walking through things that could overtake them, say it be um, death 
or divorce or just a moment where it's like, this is crushing. I will have to say, I had a moment this week where it felt like everything was just really, really heavy. And when Sherry and Eric came alongside and they said, hey, and then we get home and then there's somebody sitting in our cul-de-sac and my kids, everybody's freaked out. It just was like, seriously, things can't get, this is, this is rough, right? And Sherry and Eric are like, come spend the night with us tonight. And just that one night of spending the night with them, may my girls be at peace. And then we had just the most peaceful time. That was a moment where they came in and they helped us. They helped me carry that load for a minute. But in the same week, the Lord said, Sarah, this week is me and you. And there's something that only you and me can walk on this path. Okay? And there's something I'm wanting you to give me. I'm wanting you to walk through. And sometimes there, there are times we need to help each other. But then there's sometimes there's a backpack that the Lord wants us to carry. And he wants us to experience his breakthrough, just him and us. Okay? Now that can even be in finances. Okay, there, and the thing that we have to learn is how to, by the Spirit, discern for ourselves and then when other people are asking, is that a backpack or a boulder? Okay, in other words, you know, my kids, they're going to grow up, they're going to have phone bills. They're going to have bills, right? And if they constantly were calling me about their phone bill and getting me to pay, pay their phone bill, I'm not going to have enough money for my own phone bill. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's a backpack for them. At some point, you got to pay for your phone bill, you know? Like, <laughs> I can help you so far, but at some point, I'm, they're not, I'm not saying they're like that, but I'm just trying to give an example, okay? And now, there are times people lose jobs. There are things that are heavy loads that... that People need us to come along. But if we are walking around carrying everybody's backpacks, we're not going to have anything to give when the heavy loads come along. Okay? But it, at the same time, okay, it can come just in your, in your spiritual life too. If I am constantly looking for somebody else to carry my backpack to fix things, if I'm constantly looking to even my husband to carry my backpack and to walk my life with the Lord out for me, he's not going to have anything to give when there's heavy loads. Do you understand what I mean? And I'm not going to experience the breakthroughs. There are moments when the Lord says, okay, This is not a heavy load, Sarah. This is a backpack. This is something I want to give you. I want to walk through with you. I want to supply. So, hey, look to me. Look to me. He's the source of everything. Okay, he does give us one another. But I just want you to realize, recognize, there's a difference. There's a difference. We all have backpacks, but there are heavy loads, and we do want to be generous. We do want to be those who want to open our homes up when there's a heavy load. We want to be those, but we also want in our own lives, okay, to allow the Lord to show us, hey, this is a road I'm wanting to walk with you, just me and you. 
So will you look to me and trust me that I'm wanting to bring you freedom right here? And if you'll just let go of all the things that have been, you've been leaning on other than me, this right here, this is a backpack. And that I'm wanting to provide. I'm wanting to bring you through. I'm wanting to show you the way of life in this. You know? And so I just want to encourage you with that. Um, There's more on that, but that's all I'm going to do today. I hope that just right there. This is how we love each other. And yet understand, we each have to walk our own walks with the Lord. That's the thing. One day we'll each stand before the Lord. By ourselves. You know, if you're looking to constantly be grabbing off of what somebody else has in the Lord, one day you stand before the Lord, just you. But it's also freedom. And what it is for freedom for me is I know that I stand before the Lord and who he says, what he says matters more than anything else. It sets you free of fear of man. Because the truth of the matter is, you stand before him. You're, and, and, you know, you realize at some point, I realize for my own children, it's like at some point they, don't, they are walking their own walks with the Lord. You know, they can't just ride off of what Matthew and I have. I can't ride on what Matthew has. Matthew can't ride on what I have. We can encourage each other in the Lord. But at some point, the rubber hits the road, and I have to have a well dug with me and Jesus if I want to be able to be carried through moments. You have to have your own thing. The Lord is here. He wants to reveal himself to you individually because he's got a life of fullness for you individually. Sometimes it's a road someone has to walk out with them and Jesus, and it's a backpack. And if you're too busy trying to carry everyone's backpacks, you won't have any, anything to give or capacity when the boulders come along. Also, sometimes God wants to walk you through freedom, and it's just you and him. I believe that the Lord has some really great things for us. And it's good news that he has come to fulfill it all. He's come that through the spirit, Jesus makes us, he makes us into a people who love God and others. And therefore, we fu- it fulfills the law. He is a fulfillment of the law. Thank you for listening to a River Life Fellowship podcast. To get more information, check out riverlifefellowship.com.